0: all right and welcome to another episode of sports Bears from an agent's perspective it's great to have you guys here um as you know i'm your host zila aka chester mbekela all right and today we actually have a very, very, very cool episode for the young and old because we're actually going to cater for varsity students as well because we're going to talk about varsity sports. All right? So once again, welcome to our 11th episode. We're excited to have passed the 10-episode threshold. And, yeah, I man, we're just looking to the future. And we just hope that we can keep bringing you guys, you know, exciting sports content all right, so before I bring out our guest um, who's going to be talking varsity sports with us, I'm just going to run a promotion about our online platform, Limitless Athlete Membership. Right. This is a social network platform that aims to connect players, coaches, and teams on the platform. Right. On this platform, all three parties can follow one another after signing up. The most important point on this platform is that players, coaches, and teams need to make sure that all their information and details are uploaded and created on the profile. Okay, Because of this, the profiles are visible to everybody on the platform. So, it's very important to have the uh, contact details. And this platform can be found at www net. On our homepage, there's actually um, a demo video that will actually show you how to navigate the site. So if you're an athlete, if you're a coach, or if you're a team that wants to advertise their vacancy, you know, within your team structures, get on the platform and give it a try. It's completely free. And if you're a player or a coach who actually wants to um, develop themselves away from the field, we have a surprise for you on the platform. We actually have a digital marketing online course that is available on our site. All right. Now, when you take the digital marketing course, you are able to learn skills like web design, social media marketing, and running paid advertising campaigns using social media. You learn skills such as social media content creation, Google advertising, search engine optimization, which is also an important skill when you want your website to rank higher on um, a search engine such as Google. With the world um, being in the tech era, there are so many websites online today. So developing search engine optimization skills will enable you to be able to make sure that your website is found by the people looking for your product or services. And then the last important skill that we have um, on our online course is an advanced web designing um, skill, which is designing websites with streaming platforms. So by taking our online course, you will be able to create a platform or website like Netflix or like YouTube, where you can live stream and also upload videos. We teach those skills on the online digital marketing course. Again, if you want to check it out, it is available on our site with a demo video and a sample lesson as well. If you feel that this is something you'd like to learn or would like to try, then you can go ahead and uh, purchase the online course. It is a one-time purchase and you have the entire course forever. All right, so all of this is available on our Limitless Athlete membership website. To check it out, go to www.limitlessathlete.net. We hope you become a member and good luck. All right, so For today's episode, we're going to talk about varsity sports, and we actually have a guest who attends the University of Johannesburg, all right? We're looking forward to have a chat with him, and we hope that you guys will enjoy this episode. Check it out. um, Rugby player, student, avid student, Luyolo Lolo. All right, Lolo, uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, so, yeah, just introduce yourself, man, and, you know, tell us a little bit about you.
1: All right, all right. Hello, viewers. Hope you're all doing well. As Uncle Drew, <laughs> that's what <laughs> I call him. <laughs> I am Rio Leokwa. I am from South Africa. Yeah, I just entered the f- weird phase of my life, <laughs> entering first year of university uh, I'm 20 years old. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out life and the life of entertainment. And All right. So far, I'm loving it. Okay. All right.
0: That that's great to hear. Okay. Now, before we dive into you know uh, the whole university experience, uh, Lola, we're we're actually we're gonna take it a few years back. You know, to just the beginning of your rugby journey, because as we understand, how you you know how you are in UJ um i mean obviously you're there to study but what attracted you to the school is their rugby program all right so let's just take it a few years back to when you were a youngster um what made you
1: get into the game of rugby that's actually when i was young i hadn't had no interest in rugby what uh, normally I'm, no like on saturdays like, this is how it happens. On Saturdays, my father, you know how my father is. Yeah. He's He's like, besides Christianity, rugby is his religion. That's true. It is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Every Saturday, Saturday morning, you watch the New Zealand games of uh, Crusaders, Hurricanes, even Australia, the, the, what's it, the Reds, the Rebels. Every single Saturday, it's probably Saturday and Friday. And I would pay no attention to it. Then mm. I think it was in grade six, where I'm like, OK, the, they were doing uh, what's this recruitment for under 13 rugby in our school. OK. I'm like, OK, let me see what this game is about. So obviously, I'm like, OK, father, um, I want to try rugby. Do you have any outfits? Or like, you know gym wear you can use for the sport? Hey, got excited. Pulled out the first thing, shots. <laughs> Sharks and I'm like, oh obviously sharks supporters so why not? Coach first saw me. He saw the sharks jersey. And the first name he just said beast. He said beast.
0: <laughs> oh man. Like, I think, I think for good, every man. single for every single black prop, um the first thing coaches say when they see you um like a prop that's about to play, and you know he's, he's a black kid, they're gonna scream beast. You know, he's honestly. Yeah, he's the benchmark for black props in South Africa.
1: Great. Yeah, so like after that, uh played a few games. Uh obviously I had to get my fitness up Uh because I was I am not even a slim dude. So things were a bit hectic first few weeks. After I got the hang of it, got my fitness up. I'm like, wait, is this I like I like this physicality? Mm. I'm enjoying. The intensity and the attention that you get, even in the school, because like nothing is great. Like middle of the school day, announce all under thirteen rugby players, please report to the buses, and you just <laughs> watch.
0: Yeah, leaving school early—that that kicks ass. That kicks ass. I
1: used it to was amazing. It mm. After that, high school, I still enjoyed it, like for fun, but then. I started uh, being noticed by, like, coaches for provincials and said, no, this one can take it mm. to the next level. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, let's do this. Okay. And I started, like, upping the tempo, taking, like, everything serious. And then everything started aligning itself besides the major, like, bumps on the, on the road. But other than that, that happens, it man. just that happens. happened.
0: Mm. Okay. All right. Well, that's a very interesting, um, you know, come up, Lolo, definitely. And I mean, because um, I know in some of those snippets, I was there, um, you know, to witness your come up. I remember just having a conversation with your pops and I was like, listen, for Lolo's size, man, and he's still growing, you know, it's important that we encourage him to, you know, to carry on with rugby because I think, you know, we think, you know, you definitely have a future. Um, just based on how smart of a player you are and just your approach to the game. And wh- one thing I, I, I liked, you know, like about the fact you know, when I worked with you was how coachable you were, you know. I know we, we never had a lot of sessions together, but, you know, the few sessions we had at the High Performance Centre, I liked the fact that I would give you, you know, um, a certain training exercise to do and you never complained once. You just got Mm. on with it and you were just like, all right, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And I think, you know, so long as you have that attitude, I promise you, Lolo, um, doors are always going to open for you within the game of rugby, so long as you have that coachable attitude. The day Mm. you decide that you're bigger than the game and and you think that you know more than the coach, just know that that's the beginning of the end, you know, for you. So it's good that you've got this attitude of always wanting to learn more. And, yeah, man, just keep going with that. All right. Okay, so now let's talk about your your first Blue Bulls Youth Club experience. How was that like, man, to... Obviously, you being a Pretoria kid, how did it feel to put on that blue jersey, that blow tray?
1: Tell us. Ah, uh, it's beautiful, this blow it, it was, <laughs> It was... It was something else, because, like, as much, like, how I got to there was what made it more also of a great moment because mm-hmm. a couple of years I have been to the trials and i always go to the second round and then not make the cut. But uh-huh. then it was 2018 where I was literally putting my all and everything. So I was nominated to go to the final round, the final selection. But then mm-hmm. on that day in the morning i had a game for tax right uh-huh and then i i had to play and i was even nominated captain there for that game for the first time and obviously i took things serious okay and then eventually as the game went on i, I injured my shoulder oh damn and i was like no ways not on the most important day of my life
0: <laughs> oh man that happens man it happens trust so me so how did you how to
1: become that, that? So my father just said, nah, like, we have to make a plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, we have to push through. Uh, uh. And I'm like, nah, let me man up. Let me mm. put some deep heat spray. Mm. And let's go to this finals uh, those trials. And now wow. you know how you've been to trials. Like, it's not, it's unorthodox. Like, you yeah, can play really. one full game. They can make you play another one, another one, another one, until they're happy with their selection. True. So I played True. the most full game. And adrenaline was pumping. I didn't feel my shoulder at all. Mm-hmm. I played the best of my ability. And then they actually said, We have to play another one. I'm like, Are you serious? Mm. Like, this is literally the third game I'm playing today. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, they selected uh, me and I was overwhelmed. Yeah. But now, but listen, just to tell you um,
0: just a little bit about those things. And that's what I realized as well, um, you know, when trialing. For the uh, for the Bulls youth club, um, like youth teams, is the fact that when they ask you to play more than one game, just know that it that was a good sign that you probably had made the team, you know. Because mm. I remember in my under eighteen year for academy week in two thousand and five, and dude, I was hungry when I went to go play my trials. I you know I didn't pack lunch, so literally I was playing on an empty stomach. And I played well Mm. first game. Second game, I could feel myself, you know, feeling lightheaded and stuff like that. Um, And then by the time the third game was coming, I told them, listen, you know, I'm playing on an empty stomach. And they were like, all right, you can sit out. But what I learned from that is that when they ask you to play more than one game, that's usually a good sign. So always take that as a good sign. Indeed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then they named the start, like the, the Blue Bulls pack, like the 23 Mm -hmm. players that have been nominated. Uh And when I heard my name, my father even hugged me. He's like, yes, you've done well. Like Mm -hmm. this was the moment. And then we went to the locker rooms. They explained the logistics, what's going to happen. I must meet up the next day to explain the culture of the game, of this team, what we're going to stand for, the protocols, everything. The ride. I
0: was just there for it. That's amazing, man. That is freaking amazing, girl. And I'm sure you must have been over the moon, man. Because look, like I said, um, I mean, we've had this conversation plenty of times. You know, to get the opportunity to even put on a provincial jersey, man, is one of the biggest honors, especially when you're a kid from South Africa. um, Because you got to think about it. There are so many kids that are playing at school level. You know, so Mm -hmm. how many do you think would kill for the opportunity just to say they played in a provincial game just to get five minutes in a provincial Ooh. man you know so many so many you know would um would give an arm and a leg for an opportunity like that so you got to experience that and you really should be proud of that you know um and use that as motivation obviously you know going further yeah all right so Okay, so uh, which tournament did you guys go play in again when you made the team?
1: Uh, and for 2018, we played for the IPE, Is the Interprovincial Tournament. Okay. In, it was normally hosted between either Joburg, Pretoria, or Durban. But oh, that yeah. year, we were, we were being hosted by Durban, the Sharks.
0: Okay, yes, I remember. I remember. I remember. Oh, and how, how did that feel? I mean, you're a Sharks supporter, if I'm not lying, right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so now, how, how did it feel to be playing in Durban, you know, Sharks territory, but you are rocking blue? How, did, how was it, that?
1: It felt... Honestly, it did not feel weird because it felt like a, a, ch- a challenge to bring to the Sharks team. Mm-hmm. Be like, yes, I'm the player that's gonna cause havoc. I'm the mm-hmm. player that mm-hmm. you're gonna mm-hmm. fear. So it felt like like a, a battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. battle of yeah. the best teams, and I uh, just I just like competition. And it just okay. worked out like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's good. And did your parents uh, did they travel down with to watch you play?
1: Uh, so what had happened was, uh I don't know the, the specific date, but. Uh, the, the whole team decided to, uh, to go probably assuming the 14th, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's on a Thursday. So uh-huh. my parents uh, packed all my stuff and uh, sent me off to the bus. And then I think the following day they woke up early and then drove to Durban. Okay, cool. Okay, cool,
0: cool, cool. Well, at least you had that moral support, man. You know, that's really amazing. You know, to have your parents at your provincial game, um, it, it's quite a special quite a special thing you know so it's it's good that they were able to you know travel down and witness you play that's really good
1: yes indeed.
0: all right okay so now um okay so let's move past um, the provincial stage now let's look at your last year in high school you had the honor of being selected for an, an SA select side that traveled to sunny california a in the United States, mm. you know, for a rugby tourney. Um, yeah, tell us about the process of that selection. And, yeah, just tell us how the experience was, man, because I'm sure it was probably a mind-blowing experience to be in America.
1: Yeah. Um, basically, what had happened was I was playing for the youth uh, tax rugby. I think I've been there for about six to seven years there. Yeah. So now, on my last year, because I think I was turning 18 uh i was you know, at this point of like no i'm giving everything i've got and then we played our last game against the grizzlies which i think is situated in northwest no sorry <laughs> pretoria north yeah pretoria north not northwest <laughs> <laughs> it was like <laughs> so then uh a few days later i get a a, a message from one of uh, the admin of our group right yeah, saying uh how are you Luolo. Um, you had a great game, and we decided like, would you like to join this team? We're going to this tournament in America, we'll be playing against the national side, it's gonna be a great opportunity for experience. The fact that they said a tournament to America, that's all I needed to hear. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> forget everything else, forget everything else. America. America. For years, <laughs> like almost every South African or every uh, p- kid or person dreams about going to America, and like the moment you get an opportunity, you just like let's go. True, true, true. And then there was a budget that uh, needed to be also adhered to. Like okay, this for this visa you need this much, mm-hmm. and it was like I'm assuming I'm throwing around numbers. It's about about 47k in total. Plus minus, yeah, give yeah, give or take, plus plus minus Mm. plus minus for the whole tour. And I was like, "Mm, that looks intense, but let me not just turn it down because you can't turn it down a good opportunity without making a plan. So I told my parents exactly uh told my parents what's happening. They're like, Wow, okay, let's do this. We don't know how. We're gonna get the uh, the funds, but through Christ we'll do this. Great! They offered the the donation sheet, mm-hmm. and then for, like for like to sponsor uh, for the tour, and then our first lady in our uh, pastor, you know, sorry, in our church, was like, okay, hand me this sheet. Let me help you with this. So literally, almost the whole week. She didn't even ask people to sponsor she was like okay <laughs> we have this child who's going to play rugby overseas we need uh-huh. this much how much are you willing to sponsor i'm like wow
0: wow, wow man hey you know community hey that, that's the beauty of community bro that is the beauty of community you know um wow that, that that's that's really an amazing story Lola. and then i mean things planned out things worked out well um, you went mm. and played in the tournament okay so now let's talk about your time in america like when you guys first arrived to when you were preparing for your first game and also while doing all of this you're taking in you know being in california you know how was that
1: it was you it, it, it was weird cuz i'm going in to a country with this perspective that i've got from TV shows, movies. Mm. And I had I had this imagination, okay, America is going to be like this. Uh, they're going to speak girl, a that way. old that old look
0: like they are in a music video.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, so when we, like got
1: there, mm. when we got there, and we met the people and like, "Oh, so where are you from?" I'm like, "We're from South Africa." Wow! You from Africa? africa africa like yeah we, we couldn't even tell we thought you were America. like we, like we didn't know you guys like speak like this i'm like oh, okay yeah that, that that is i promise you but thing is it's because of the media that is
0: fed over there man um they they will never show the side that we south africans know you know we are when we're over there it's you know, what the media portrays of us is really disappointing because when they show images of Africa, they always show, you know, huts, you know, they always show <laughs> those naked babies with the big bellies with flies, you know, flying all around their faces. I promise you that is the mm-hmm. image a lot of Americans have of Africans. They they don't know places like Santon exist. They don't know you know, we got cities like Cape Town. They honestly don't. It's only the ones that go to university, and even and even then, usually the ones who do like postgraduate studies. Because you usually find that sometimes um, their program maybe is tied to a program in South Africa, and then they might have to travel to like maybe a UCT or Vits or a UJ or Tux type of university. So they spend like maybe a couple of months over there. So those are the ones that really get to see that, okay, everything we have been fed in the media is a bunch of BS, you know? But, yeah, I, I totally get it.
1: All right, anyway, that's true. I'm just blabbing. Okay, so carry on. Um, um, so after that, uh, they say, oh, like, tell us about South Africa. How's it like? We're explaining how our system works, that's why. And, like, how <laughs> how they are surprised w- how we call traffic lights, like robots, <laughs> and how they are, and how we are fearless to just jaywalk in the streets. Oh, street. yeah. That's, yeah, that's our MO, man. Maybe we jaywalk. <laughs> it was just weird. And, like, they were so fascinated at how much we take the sport seriously. Like, mm. Because mm. America, it's still currently developing yes. in this sport of rugby yes. in the major yes. league. So obviously, they have good training facilities, good uh, training routines, but then they don't have what's the word? Mentality. The mentality. Exactly, that mentality. Because like we, uh, our team were not best physique, like more like athlete built, but we knew the mentality, mm. the, the roots, the way around the laws, everything, mm. just how the tactics, how to play. Mm. And they were always wanting to learn, like, okay, what happens when the, you're offside? Or what happens if the defense line is rushing? What do you do? These tactics. So it was, it was a great experience of like teaching mm. people yeah. of the sport that we dearly love. Yeah. And it was just a, like a great way because we all come from different backgrounds, different origins. But mm. the one thing we meet is the love of the game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. Well, it sounds like you had a good time, man. Sounds like you had a good time. All right. And then off the field, were you guys really, because I mean, you guys were under 21, so you couldn't exactly go club hopping. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, so, um, you know, just in terms of off the field, you know, activities that you guys were able to do while you were in California, like, can you highlight a few that really gave you good memories of the trip?
1: uh one in particular
0: i don't know who, the correct name we went to disneyland <laughs> yeah disneyland yeah yeah disney california
1: that's disneyland yeah disneyland that was like it was weird because my friends they're like my guy like you are 18 like you are an adult what are you doing getting excited about disneyland i'm like whoa <laughs> they don't understand like, not- man they
0: don't understand <laughs>
1: Like, like it's not every day that you get to see Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, just like right here. True. <laughs> it right. was just amazing because, like, you get to experience your your childhood again. The stuff mm. that you see on TV every day, every time you come back up to school, mm. and now you go into the wa- land of where they are, and now we get to see exactly you got to experience type of cultures where you don't really get to uh, understand on TV. Like, normally, we don't really understand the diversity of America mm. as much. Because mm. when we are there, we would assume it's going to be white people and black people. Mm. But then, when you're there, there are lots of people that are from the islands that are Samoan. A lot That's- of people that are... Mexican, this- Mexican Mexicans. Some say, what's the other one? Uh, Dominican, Haitian, sorry for the mispronunciation. But like, it is like so much diversity. And now we're going to Disneyland where we can see, oh, Pocahontas came from this culture Mm. and uh, Frozen. You see medieval times, Germany, uh, German culture. Mm -hmm. It was just nice. And then the fact that we could just enjoy yeah, no,
0: that, that, that's honestly that's all. That's what it's all about, man. And yeah, no, look, Lolo, don't worry. I'm 33 years old, but I still love going to Disneyland. There's one here in Japan as well. Yeah, I, I'm still about that life, man. i I think I'm always gonna be about that Disney life because, um, it's it, it awakens that inner kid in you, and that's True. the beauty of it. And you need that in life, man. You know, with the way things are in the world right now, man. There's just so much. You know, when you go online, so much negativity, you know, that you got to navigate through. So, to get a chance to step into a space like Disney where you can reclaim some of your childhood or that childlike joy, take it, man. I say take it, you know, doesn't matter how old you are. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. And then, okay. So, uh, after the American experience, okay, you finished high school. Now let's move on to um, your first year university. You know, coming out of high school, now you're transitioning as a scholar and as an athlete. Um, so, yeah, tell us about the experience, man, of just, you
1: know, being at university as a, as a student athlete. It's honestly... Because uh, right now, obviously, we've been affected by COVID-19. Some of the procedures would not excuse me, will not occur normally. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of uh, nerve-wracking because we had this thing of, okay, when can we actually go train? Because they weren't really clear of like, okay, training will be at this time, they will do recruitment, etc. So it was mm-hmm. very nerve-wracking because like, what am I going to do? Will there actually be rugby? Because mm-hmm. during that, like, th- the beginning of this year, we were like, oh my gosh, like, will this virus ever go like is, are we gonna live with this are we no longer gonna experience sports unless you already had a contract like what is going on it was nerve-wracking I can plus you- balancing it with school like okay would there be contact classes like what's gonna happen how are we gonna learn it was just like a lot of i was just going with the flow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, like literally, when we started uh, the first week of school, everything started slowly making sense. Okay, we're going to have online classes. Uh, if you need help, there will be tutors waiting at campus following procedures of COVID 19. And now, mm-hmm. so everything made sense. And then the one thing that I was really focused on okay, when is rugby getting back? When are we doing this day? Mm. And then I saw the Instagram of UJ that, okay, we're going to have our first practice at this day, this day. I'm like, yes, that's good. Let's go. That's really good. Got there. It was just a different atmosphere because what high school, the coaches there would normally be like teachers who had no rugby. If you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But now in university, their main job, these coaches, is to coach you guys. They exactly. wear the 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 Lions uniform for staff members, and you see the varsity cup symbols everywhere. Mm-hmm. You see coaches that you've seen on TV during mm-hmm. the ages of rugby. You see uh, players that you saw on TV, like uh, was this. A Lions player who's the eighth man, Diamond Wa- uh, Warren Whiteley. Even Warren Whiteley, I was like, there's a time I uh, bumped into him, and I was like, what is going on? Like this is all happening too fast. Like <laughs> the transition high school rugby is just like yeah, being the cool kid, playing sports, highlights, or uh, like uh, Friday or Saturday. But now this is like a slow introduction to like this is serious this yeah this this is this is your life now man but tell me is is Warren Whiteley a coach or is he playing honestly uh, from what i've heard he was now uh cuz he has experienced a lot of injuries so now he's just helping out with lineouts for the Lions team okay
0: so he's a coach he's basically the lineout basically coach for the Lions. okay man that was one heck of a player bro you Actually, Warren, the story that a lot of people don't know is that Warren was actually first at uh, the Puka Rugby Institute with us in 2007 for about three months. And then, you know, he just, I don't know, he, he found it difficult to balance, you know, studies and rugby. And to be fair, they were not giving him a fair chance, man. So he Mm. decided to return to Durban and join the Sharks Academy. And man, when he made that move, it was basically Mm -hmm. over from there. Warren, just he just flew from there on. He just kept on getting better and better with the Sharks. And then from Sharks, he left. Uh, And I think he joined the Kings from Kings to Lions. And that's Mm. where things really took off for him. But one thing I'll tell you about that guy, that is one of the fittest rugby players I've ever met in terms of like running stamina. That guy, bruh, we were all coming back from December holidays. And that guy, he ran the best, like, he ran, like, the the best time for, I think it was a 3K. When everyone else was unfit, that guy clocked it in good time. You Mm -hmm. know? So he just had, he was just one of those guys, man, um, that just really had a discipline for the game from an early, early stage. You know? So, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was definitely a guy to look up to. And I trained with him for a few, a few times before he left. And then, yeah, man, um, it was just good to get to train under that guy and just really learn from him because he was just he, he was, he's always been about that hard work life type of thing. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, mm. all right, so back to you. Um, okay, so now you're witnessing all these things, seeing all these people you've seen on TV, and you're a little starstruck so you know how's it been you know just settling in and you know starting now to sort of balance or find your way between rugby um school and obviously i mean let's face it you're at university you know a bit of a social life you know hitting the streets
1: (laughs) (laughs) basically uh what i come to realize while trying to balance all these three aspects of my life is that there's not <laughs> as we talked earlier it's just it's, there's no balance it's just figuring things out because mm, mm. as a sportsman you can, there's no specific amount of hours that you can put to say Fact. okay this is enough to play performance mm. my best because mm, mm. normally the, like on social media like okay you can train about two to three hours uh And you perform at this level. It really does mm. not work like that. That's true. That's so. Like I have to balance not only my fitness and also my diet. Uh, and yeah. while doing that is hard at university allowance. And like, you can't just also always every day eat chips, potato, like no, no, bread no, no, no. and but <laughs> no 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 no. no, you have no. you need to have a certain diet to help maintain you you can't live on junk food
0: at all you can't exactly Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, managing even like practice because there are days where academics there's just a lot going on there's assignment Mm -hmm. due at a short span of time there's a test, a random quiz random lecture and now half past five you have to be on the field, boots on performing at your peak yep it was it was like how how am i doing this and like the coaches don't really care what's <laughs> happening with the academics like, that's true not in a bad way though yes you chose this life <laughs> exactly
0: man you chose this life so you gotta yeah so you gotta be about it they and they really don't show any sympathy bro for them when it's their time when it's your time to to use their time at training uh you know or playing games They won't let you off. They won't be like, oh, you know, we're sorry. He, you know, he had a really bad day at school. Nah, they don't give a crap about none of that. When you get your boots on and you're on that field, you have to zone everything out and focus on the task at hand,
1: you know? Exactly. So now I'm like, how do I do this? And only time they'll show sympathy is that when you're writing either that day Mm -hmm. or... The complications around that, other than that, you need to perform at your peak, Mm -hmm. and then you get to realize okay, uh, there's different training styles because how you normally be trained in Pretoria will not be the same as how you be trained in Joburg, yeah, that's true, that's true, exactly. Now you have to adapt to different calls, different uh, how forwards must act, which position to play, and like how to maneuver all these things, how to adapt quickly and also how to meet up to the challenge. Cause you are not the only prop there. Yeah. You are not the only wing there. There is a constant fight for that number three, number one Jersey. Mm, mm, and mm. it's just uh, like uh, intense. And sometimes it will be overwhelming. And no, then even the like social life. Mm. And now you have to accommodate time. Cause now, we have to prioritize, okay, I would like to go out with my friends, but I have a game tomorrow. I have practice at this time. I can't be drinking at all because it's not going to be helpful to my body. I can't be doing all these activities that affect my number one priority, which is academics and sports. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, but
0: it's it's the sacrifice that, that, that you got to be willing to make. Like, if you're about it, and you know why you're doing it, then yeah. the conviction is made. Then it comes easy. Um, well, not necessarily easy, but it becomes a no-brainer when you've got to make the decision. That's what I'm, I mean to say. Because if you know why you chose this life of you know, getting into the UJ rugby program and also pursuing your studies, then whatever distractions, I mean, because distractions are all part of life they, you know, they get thrown at us, I guess, to test our character and to basically test how serious are we about this thing that we are trying to chase, you know? So, Mm -hmm. I think you being able to make the right, you know, the decision that you know will benefit your rugby and school, that means you're on the right path. You know, that means you're on the right path because, like I say, you know, distractions are always going to be coming at you and it's just Really about how it, how much it means to you firstly, and how much you really want to make something of this, you know, because once you get your studies done, you know, the doors just open rugby wise, Mm. you know, it becomes easy for you to get a work visa. Let's say if you decide, um, after playing, you know, you know, for years at UJ, you graduate and then you decide that, you know what, I actually want to experience rugby, you know, in a different place having a degree makes it easier for you to actually get a work visa or to qualify for a work visa in that specific foreign country, you know? So -hmm. that's why I always encourage, you know, student athletes like yourself that listen, even if you go pro in essay or whatever happens, finish your studies because then that makes your options wider for when you decide that you don't want to play in South Africa anymore. That degree not only becomes something that's educated or that's, um, that signifies that you know you've completed your education, but it also becomes your document to the world, basically. You know, Mm. so yeah, man, that's why you know, keep at it, you know, just keep at it. I know the first year is always the toughest year, but like I was saying when (laughs) we spoke on the phone earlier, if you can survive that without. Feeling the need to drop out or to drop one of the activities you're doing, then that means you're on the right path. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. you build difference.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. So now that your first year is done, um, just tell us maybe two or three goals that you're setting for next season, for season two of your life. It's like a series, my man, it's like a series.
1: Indeed, indeed. Uh, my goal right now, at this point, is since now our season is done, so we are about to start between late January to around February, is to be more disciplined on preseason Because mm-hmm. that's where the real work, honestly... That's
0: true. Facts, man. Mm-hmm. Facts. The
1: preseason is the most important. So normally, I downloaded many training routines that work for me. Cause okay. not every training exercise would uh, honestly work for me. Cause like I realized in Pretoria, main exercises are just running, running mm. till you fall. Mm, mm, mm. With me, it works only works with explosive workouts, and okay. that also help with stamina and strength. So okay. I'll be focusing on those. And Then I'll be actually, I'll be better than I was. But I'm also like by the time season starts. We have a platform where I'm like, okay, my coaches can work with this since I'll be playing for under 21, mm. which can be a roll call if I perform well and then, God forbid, there'll be injuries, but it will happen anyway, that will be like, okay, we have a player that's ready. Mm. So mm. I just want to prepare myself for the next three to two months to be ready for that call Just say, okay, what City Cup, they're needing you. Mm, 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 and mm. also, uh, with also academics, because I can't neglect that. Is also realizing okay, study methods. Uh, oh, never leave things to the last minute because yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that, overwhelm. man. Night
0: before does not work in varsity. You will it fail. Not. Do not
1: do night before. <laughs> I promise you. It that really it does, does not work. And then my goal is just realizing that do not pressurize myself because mm-hmm. like what I realized most of uh, my classmates choosing modules that are not them. Mm-hmm. They choose modules just just because it sounds nice. Ah, uh, I'm doing BCom, I'm doing accounting, management, etc. And such and doing engineering. Meanwhile, it's not them. It's just what their parents. Would like them to do exactly, man. And that
0: never works out for anyone, Lord. Trust me, not pursuing mm-hmm. what you love never works out for anybody because the the very same people that you're trying to impress, they don't have to wake up every single morning and do the job once you graduate in this thing. You do, exactly. You know, you do. So, yeah, man, just make sure that whatever you know you choose to study, make sure it's something that you know every day you can wake up and have some form of excitement about getting to do it because it gives you purpose, mm. you know? Yeah, so exactly. what, what are you studying? What are you studying?
1: I am studying a uh, BA in humanities where okay. it's a combination of modules that you panpick pick for yourself. So okay. the, the requirement is that you have about four modules. Mm-hmm. So I picked history, Mm-hmm. uh politics mm-hmm. sociology and english
0: okay all right okay no that's good that's good that's good a lot of studying work but that's good that's really good. man that's it's a just lot of a study lot <laughs> of <studying. laughs>
1: a lot of studying, but that's then it, study. it comes to also stuff that you enjoy and mm. stuff that you are able to understand when it comes mm-hmm. to like stuff like sociology it's like mm-hmm. study of community how it affects people advice yes, yes yes you're yes. able to uh incorporate that in real life because mm. i like to study things that are applicable in exactly
0: real life. facts man facts 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 definitely no that that's that's important Dolo. and a most you know like an important question as well is are you having fun while studying these subjects are you enjoying them indeed okay uh, that's all that matters that's honestly that is all that matters because it would not make sense for you to do a subject if um you're constantly dreading it you know constantly dreading it if you know if these subjects are benefiting you and which all of them can because i mean like you said sociology that's community history you're gonna that's learning about a lot of artifacts and a lot of you know um factual info and English, you can actually develop your writing skills, you know, that gives you an opportunity to be able to become a writer at some point if you want, you know, it's going mm-hmm. to give you the skills okay. you need to be a published author at some point if you want. You know, mm-hmm. so like you said, it's things that, that are, um, applicable for you, sorry. So yeah, man, I say do what makes you happy, man, you know, and just make sure that you're enjoying your university experience.
1: Indeed, indeed. Mm. And for first year, I'm actually pleased, and Mm -hmm. I'm hoping next year, the new adventures.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, look, I'm sure season two will bring some some good surprises. Just make sure, you know, sport-wise, advice I'd give you, man, is really get in the gym this off-season. Like, don't mess Mm -hmm. around. You know, the the good Mm -hmm. thing about December, January, Feb, is There's no explosive you just go hypertrophy pick up some Mm. you know some weight uh muscle mass obviously and you know from there on obviously because you're going to be doing a lot of fitness before the season starts you're going to drop a couple of those pounds in any case but you're going to pick up a lot of muscle you know so you're going to be solid Mm. solid 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 muscle and i mean for a guy who's playing what are you playing prop right proper hookups yes yeah, so when you're playing prop, I mean, that that is the ideal prop that they want nowadays is to try to get you guys more mobile um, because, you know, the level of like Vastikarp, that's a pretty quick level. And you actually realize that the higher you go in terms of the rugby levels, the more mobile um, the players are in the positions because it's a faster game. That's the mm. only difference between the pros and amateur rugby is that in the pros, the guys are so clinical, you know, the guys are so focused you know the game is quicker the mentality is different
1: obviously yeah, that's, true. that's true you know
0: the your physicality is through the roof so that's why i'm saying get the conditioning underway and yeah man make the gym your best friend dude even when you go back home for like christmas and stuff um don't don't let up and see that as a, a vacation for you now nah, that's you're gonna have to put in the work right up until christmas you're only off days should only be Christmas, Boxing Day, and New Year's Eve, probably New Year's Day as well. <laughs> Those are the only off days you have. Those four four days are the only days exactly. you have off in December. Otherwise you gotta you gotta get yourself into the gym. And I mean off that just make sure you use your downtime to just relax. Um, hang out with obviously friends from Pretoria, you know spend time with the family as well because, you know, as the years are moving on, you don't know how much time you're going to be able to spend at home because once the rugby kicks off, once you reach a certain level, you're going to be always gone. You know, ask me, I know. (laughs) You're never going to be at home, you know? So yeah, but, but the most important thing dude is, you know, make sure you enjoy and just really fall in love with the process and, and, it'll be good to you. If you're, you know, if you're true to it, the process, it'll be good to you and you will reap the benefits. You will reap the rewards. You know, that's true. true. Yeah. Anyway, man. Yeah. So, um, so that brings us to the end, you know, of this podcast, like I said, uh, you're not going to be a first time member. Um, you know, we are planning on having you back for probably season two. And just to check on you and to see how things are going your side, you know how you're finding your your second year at university study wise, and how you're finding you know your your rugby journey to the pros, you know in your second year, and you know you're 21 next year, you know you, your body's still gonna mature more, you know Varsity Cup might come calling, um, who knows, indeed, Lion indeed. Rugby Challenge, you never know, you know those are the beautiful things. About the game, man, is that that one year could be, you know, it could be your breakthrough year. You know, it could be the breakthrough year where everything changes, where the one day you're playing for UJ and then the next, the bright lights of running out for the Lions, you know, might be there. And with the world going back to normal, the fans are going to be allowed at the stadiums now. So, yeah, man, just, just take it all in and enjoy, man. Just take it away and enjoy. Yeah, we'll do.
1: <laughs> it's just a journey.
0: All right. Yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. Okay. So before we go, Lolly, is there any, with anything you want to say to the to, to the listeners?
1: Uh, young athletes, student athletes, uh, take it one day at a time, because this life is a whole movie, and you <laughs> have to see it through.
0: Okay. That's all I could say. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you, Lolo. I'm sure a lot of student athletes, um, you know, will will take that to heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll take it to heart. And yeah, like I said earlier, um, a lot of student athletes are going through what you're going through, just trying to make sense of it all. Um, It's a completely different life from high school, but you're handling it. And that's very good to see, you know. We look forward to your progress, Lolo. Um, And yeah, we'll be following up. So until then, take it easy, man.
1: Uh, thank you very much. All right. Cheers. Cheers.